Welcome to the Critical Onions. I'm Sean. And I'm Bethany. And it's time to get critical. About some true crime. You didn't sing it. No. About some true crime. Oh. I tried. I, I started it without it, and you had to say it, so then I had to do it. Okay, we can do that over again. Nope. Why not? I think it's perfect. It's unedited, unscripted, true crime, talking. Singing. Singing. Joe. Yelling. We don't yell. Well, We're welcome back, yellers. everybody. People are like, who the hell are these people? <laughs> Remember us? You saved us on your uh, Stitcher app. And, and put us it. into the podcast favorites. I'm sorry, true crime favorites. And never heard from us in like a month. I think it's been a month. Yeah. I got into a little uh, beef with the local sheriff, and I just got out last uh, week. So here I am. Honey, what did you get in the beef with the local sheriff about? Um, just some solving cases stuff. It happens. You tried to solve a case, and they were like, "There is no case." And yeah. You insisted, and me, the dog, and uh, um, Stephanie, and um, uh, Sh- uh, Shawnee, and uh, are you doing like Shaggy and Scooby Doo? No. Oh. Uh, we're in our van, right? <laughs> the <laughs> mystery van. No. Oh. We call it the um, Unsolved Mystery Van. <laughs> unsolved Mystery Van. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, Chloe's like uh, Scrappy, but she's Chloe. Chloe's Scrappy? Yeah. I can hear them walking underneath the table. Yeah, we can. So how you been, Bethany? How you I'm doing? Very well. Good? Yes. Yes. Today's a nice, sweltering, hot day outside, so we're just hiding inside all day, doing some podcast recording. That's right, yeah. Went to the beach yesterday. Yep. Got a little a little crispy. And uh, I did not get in trouble with the local sheriff. I don't think anyone thought you really got in trouble. Well, you don't know who's listening. There's people that really know me. I'm like, oh, shit, what do you do? <laughs> God damn it. Told him to leave his pants on. Oh, jeez, Louise. Oh, jeez, Louise. How have you been, Sean? Oh, I've been doing fantastic. Good, good, good. That's it? Yeah. You know what's happened since the last time we recorded? Oh, jeez. I don't know. I bought Madison Reed. Oh, you did. I subscribed right. to Madison Reed. I, no, I've been hearing it for a year, two years, maybe yeah. a year, a little over a year. Doesn't look great? It does look great. I really liked the way the color came out. I noticed it. Uh, the color looks good. The shampoo smells really nice, actually. And it came with a whole little kit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Salon quality hair. It it does look like it. Salon quality hair at my house. <laughs> <laughs> did you get a discount? Were you like I'm a podcaster? I want to get a discount on this. And I, I did. You, I used use promo code. I used promo code which podcast? Um We don't have one? No, we don't have one. We're just a hobby show. We're not like, you know, a legit show. 
We just do this for fun. We don't have any We're kind of... We're a hobby of, show. Yes. <laughs> We're a hobby show. Hopefully people enjoy listening to our hobby show. I just pictured that guy who paints. Bob like, Ross? Yeah. <laughs> on PBS. Yeah, I just got a big fro. <laughs> this is how you make a podcast, kids. Follow along. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing today's podcast with only one ear. Oh, that stinks. It's a little, um, it's a little awkward. Yeah, we were babysitting my daughter's, uh, our daughter's dog last week. For a whole and, week. He's yeah. a nine-month-old husky. And he's active. And he chewed one side of my headphones. Oh, yeah. And didn't realize it until we sat down to do this podcast. So if our daughter's listening, your dog sucks. <gasps> he does not suck. <gasps> he's a baby. He is a baby. <laughs> he acts like a baby. He chews things. That's what babies do. Yes, he does. He does. He's probably chewing on something right now. Yes, yeah, just not in our is. house, in yeah. their house. Yep. So what are we doing today? We're doing some true crime? We are. We are? We're, doing We're not going to do crime. summer specials? No, summer no. specials. Yeah. No. If anybody listened to our older podcast, we did like Christmas specials. We started in November of last year. Yeah. And we, yeah, we kind of did some specials. Christmas movies, Christmas gifts. It's yes, kind of fun. Yes, we did. It did, it did. And there was a little bit of a lull because we weren't sure which direction, and then we just got a got hooked on true crime. Yeah, we did. Because we were obsessed with it. Yeah, we are. Have we solved any crimes yet? I don't think so. No. But it's still early. <laughs> it's still, still early. early. <laughs> yes. Today, maybe we'll solve a fifty-year-old unsolved you might. disappearance. Yeah. If there's no DNA, nothing's getting solved. It's 10 years old. Unless somebody can makes a deathbed confession, but that's just old school stuff. 10 years, you think? I think longer than that. Mm. I mean, they've taken DNA from like 25 years ago. Well, I'm saying if they don't have DNA, oh, if they don't you're have, talking about yes. this 10-year-old murder mystery, it's not getting solved. There's no DNA, it's not getting solved. You're trying to tell me that any... Unsolved murder mystery more than 10 years old that doesn't have DNA. Forget about it. There has to be a case out there that they found someone. Unless there's somebody confesses or something. Without like DNA, someone can confess. Someone gets it's carrying weight on them for, for decades and they confess. They're dying in their bed, they confess. Or DNA. That's pretty much the only options. Yeah, unless you get tired of keeping our secret and you're just like, screw that. And you go to the local sheriff. Is that what you did? <laughs> I keep wrapping myself in mystery. <laughs> or stupidity, one of the two. Today we're going to talk about... Yeah. Dennis Martin. Dennis Martin. Do you know what, you know what brought that up, right? Listeners. Listeners. Because we are going to the Smoky Mountains at we, the end of the month. I'm s- at the end of next month. My audio and the feedback just made me sound so... We're going to the Smoky Mountains. <laughs> <laughs> Guess where we're going? Did you mess with the audio before we started? We haven't no. done this in so long, so no, no. But yeah. we are going to the Smoky Mountains for a long weekend. Yes, we are. Super excited. Never and, been there before. And of course, of of looking up things to eat or looking up places to go, we're like, who died in the Smoky Mountains? <laughs> There's five people. I think a total of five people who have disappeared. So we're gonna solve these cases while we're there. And we we're, came across the first one, and it sounded so interesting. And the more we looked into it, it's like. Oh, it got weird. We went, we went down a little rabbit hole as we were doing research for this one. It, did. it went to a simple disappearance um, 
missing person to holy shit fucking aliens suck this dude up yeah <laughs> so let's talk about missing persons okay a little little statistics for you oh geez okay 2017 they had a total of 651,000 people reported in the united states in 2017 how many of those people were in the Charles river I don't know. A lot. If you listen to our other podcast, you know the answer to that. A lot. A lot. At the end of December 31st, 2017, there was active cases or active entries were 88,000. So on an average, every single day in the United States, there's roughly 90,000 people missing, reported missing. Yep, yep. And then over time, some people are found, some people found dead or alive. You know, there's a variety of reasons of why they're taken off a list. But at the end of the day, 90 of them, 90,000, stay active. What website did you get that from? There's a missing website. I think I've seen that with you. Um, I was going to say find us, but it's not find us. I don't know. Missing persons like National Board or something. Yeah, yeah. You can look it up. But in Tennessee, Tennessee is a pretty safe state. It is. Yes. In Tennessee, there's... I can hear that when I'm traveling there. Yeah. I looked into that. 2017 in Tennessee, 459 people were reported missing. Okay. Um, And at the end of the year, there was still 258 active. 258. That's it. Not 258,000. 258 people. How many of them were in the White Mountains? First of all, not the White Mountains. I thought you were going to break it down. Smoky Mountains? Yeah, I'm sorry, Smoky Mountains. No. I don't have that information. I just stuck to... Tennessee. But then we get to the Smoky Mountain statistics, and I was like, let's hear a little bit about Smoky Mountains. Do you know what year it was established? Um, 1962. Honey, we've watched, like, documentaries. We read information. You should know this by now. 1934. 19th, no, I'd never seen that in a documentary. No, I did not. Okay. Do you know how many acres... A lot. A lot. 244,000 <laughs> acres in Tennessee and 276,000 acres in North Carolina for a grand total of five over 520,000 acres, which is really 800 square miles. What is, what is it, how big is that? Is it the size of Texas? No, it's small. I don't know. It's 520,000 acres. I thought we could put it like in a village visualization of like a state now people are like that's like the, roughly the size of massachusetts or maybe it is the size of massachusetts oh. i i didn't i didn't have that we didn't discuss this before we started this podcast okay. uh, we didn't discuss anything <laughs> no we don't we never do i do my research you do your research and somehow we put together a podcast um it is the most visited national park in the united states on average there's over eleven thousand. i'm sorry 11 million people visit the Smoky Mountains. Oh, wow. So it's going to be year. busy when we go there, huh? It is. Uh, yep. On average, you can see roughly 25 miles um, clearly in the view on average. Um, from when it comes to personnel, so personnel for Smoky Mountains, there is 250 permanent workers. There's about 80 seasonal workers. And then there's 2,500 volunteers on average who take care of Smoky Mountains National Park. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, highest peak? Yep. Do you know the highest peak in Smoky Mountains? Oh, I looked. I get it. Hold it. Cliffsman Dome. 
Clingman's. That was close. Clingman's Dome. Clingman's Dome. I couldn't click on it fast enough. (laughs) I had it here on one of my tabs. Yeah, the highest peak at 6,643 feet. I have 44. Okay. (laughs) All right, that's all my stats. That's all my stats about missing persons, Tennessee, and Smoky Mountains. Okay. I have a lot of data, a lot of research, a lot of notes around Dennis. I'm surprised you kept writing notes. Martin, there's a lot to this. Well, there's a lot of details. Yes. I think listening to other podcasts and listening to other stories, they pick and choose what they want to cover. Yep. I have everything. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to mush it all together and confuse the fuck out of our listeners. We can skip some things. I just like having extra information at my fingertips. Okay. Because you've got to have enough information to cover the information that I don't have. Because you don't have much. I don't have anything. I usually tell the story and you chime in as needed. Okay. And with any information you remember <laughs> from your research. Because you literally don't have any notes, correct? I Sometimes I do. No, I did. I, remember I did my notes one time? Hold on. <laughs> well, well, I have to carry the show. We used to do my... Uh, no. Well, I tried to help. Because I had my different segments <laughs> that I did. Whatever happened to those segments? I don't know. They got we don't do podcasts. I, I lined them up and then we didn't do a podcast and then it's just like I had to change it and then change it and then I was just like forget it. So here we are though. We knew we were making a podcast oh, today. I can join me to pull it up. I mean if you have something to share. Okay. Well, what segment was this again? Hmm. Please hold. No, forget it. I we have way too much to cover really in Dennis Martin's case. Oh, we're gonna make this a three potter? No, we're not. Okay. Dennis Martin, who went by Denny in some stories and articles, but when I hear everyone talk about him, he talk, they, they refer to him as Dennis. Um, he was born June 20th, 1962. He was from Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, he was a special education student. He had a learning disability. Six years old. I did not know that. No? His dad's name was William Martin, went by Bill. There are conflicting titles or names for his, it was his grandfather or his great-grandfather. When I look at details, it refers to Clyde Martin as Dennis's great-grandfather. Mm-hmm. But then if you, I also read things that it was Bill Martin's dad, which makes him his grandfather. So I still don't know. Oh, his grandfather. If you look it up, there's great grandfather and several, several sources of information. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. So we're just going to call him his grandfather for the purposes of our podcast. Call him Grampy. Okay. His name's Clyde. Clyde. Clyde Grampy. Grampy Clyde. He had a brother. Um, Dennis had a brother named Douglas. He was nine back in 1969 when Dennis disappeared. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Dennis was six, as I stated. He. Was about 55 pounds, four feet tall, had brown hair and brown eyes. Husky kid. You think that's husky? Yeah, it sounds like he's a husky. Six six years old, four feet, 55 pounds? Yeah. I think so. Six years old, 55 pounds? Yeah. Four feet? I think he's a big kid. Okay. I don't have anything to rebut that, so I can't comment on it. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know we were rebutting our... (laughs) You think I say something that's like, true, false, 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 true, true. Just roll with it, honey. June 14th, 1969. 
is yep. the day we're going to start talking about. Okay. There was a Father's 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 Day 1969 family tradition camping trip. It was the first one that Dennis had joined. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> I was going to call you on by notice. Isn't <laughs> False. Well, I don't have nothing to back this. The first night they went camping in the Smoky Mountains, they stayed at Russell Field. And we're not camping. No. No, we're not camping. We're actually staying at a nice condo overlooking nice. the mountains. Beautiful, beautiful scenic view every morning when we get up and have our coffee. I'll be a judge about that. And then we will go into the Smoky Mountains and explore. That's nice. And explore. explore. See Clingman's Dome. Yep. Cade's Cades Cove. Cades Cove. All kinds of stuff. Newfound Gap. Okay, back to the story. So the family, as far as I know, it was the dad, it was Dennis, his dad, his grandfather, and his brother. There's a little, like, I cannot find specific information about additional people that they another family met there. up with. There was, a, there was one story that I read where the grandfather's brothers and sister met up with them. Mm-hmm. And then there's another thing that says the Chris, the uh, the another Martin family, Chris Martin family, yes, joined I, them. That's what I've read, but I can't yes. find any details about the that family. All it's referred to as Chris Martin family, that had boys. Didn't mention anything else. So I don't, I could not find Those details anywhere. Those are the boys anywhere. that were playing with. Yes, the, yeah. but we're not there yet. So we're at Russell Field. There is a Russell Creek shelter. So if you look it up online, it's actually like a wooden structure shelter that they stayed on the first night. So June 13th, they stayed. That morning, they got up and headed about how many miles away? I don't I know how many. It was many a couple miles, miles away. A couple miles away. Yep. Yeah, it was a couple miles away to Spence Field because yep. that's where they were going to put everything together and get their well, tents ready. And Are we going to visit uh, Spence Field? I don't know. I don't know where it is. Like, we have to see where we're staying and then figure out where we want to visit. Um, So they were there. Spence Field got set up. It was that time of the day where everything's good. Boys are playing. The adults are just hanging around chit-chatting. And the boys, total of four of them, which is Doug, Dennis, and then the two other boys, decided to play a game on the adults and to play like a hide-and-seek or a surprise attack or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So three of them, not Dennis, went in the northern direction away from the parents to go hide. But then Dennis was wearing a red shirt, green pants, and they thought he was his shirt was too bright. They didn't want him to come with them, and he was the youngest of the group. Yep. So they, I don't know if Dennis chose to go in a different direction, or they told him to go in a different direction. Was he the younger of the He was the, the youngest group? of the four. Yeah, they, t- they probably ditched him. Yes, they probably did. Well, said, go that way. On. Go that way. Yeah, there's All an right. awesome place to hide over there. Yeah, yeah. We're going to go this way. Well, he ends up hiding by himself. You know. In a bush. In a bush, yeah. Northwest. So I was looking at the direction. So the three boys went north, and then he went northwest. Yeah. What I don't know. Yeah. Um, and according to the parents, Bill, he said he's, he saw him going that go, way. They go knew what the they bush, were up to. Yes. yes. They saw him go into the bush. Which is away from the tree line from what I was, from what I read. So there's a bush within the, within the Spence Field area. Yeah. And that's where he hid. Which is separate from the tree line. That's just so bizarre. Yeah. I, mean, I, I heard I heard other podcasts and seen as well just one other podcast that was saying that he went into the woods. It's like he 
and then I've seen on three separate ones Reddit sources of information sources of information that he went into uh, just uh, the bush into which a was bush. separate from the woods yes he didn't go into the woods he's in the tree line well he runs in there to jump out and just like you know surprise boo and uh, well the father said that he watched him yep yeah, yep yeah. I mean, at some point, I would think realistically he couldn't have watched him completely, yeah. because he was he didn't come out of the bush. No, he didn't come out of the bush. The three boys came back, scared the parents, which, according to my research, it was literally about five minutes later. It wasn't a long time. Little five minutes mm-hmm. later, the boys jumped out or did whatever, and Dennis never came out. Yep. So the dad went over to the bush to see if he was there. He wasn't there. So then. A little, you know, a little chaos ensued because they started calling his name. Yeah, that's your worst fear, man. Oh, my God, I couldn't And you imagine. always find him, you know what I mean? You're always like, where'd he go? And you call your, your heart, kids. Yes, yeah. your heart stops for a good 30 seconds. Yep. And then you, they appear out of somewhere. It's like, oh, my God, you gave me a heart attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not this time, unfortunately. So the dad called his name, um, went looking for him, couldn't find him. He wasn't in the bush. I heard, I read various things, too, for his five minutes, 15 minutes. Did you? I didn't hear 15. Yes. Actually, I saw one that even said like two to five minutes. No. Like that's just, that's just tiny window, two to five. But how do you really know? I mean, you have to go by people even reporting was... the situation, which was the family. Yep. But there was multiple people there supposedly telling the same story. Because yep. you have the father, you have the grandfather, you have the Martin, the other Martin family, the two boys... That's all I know is, yeah. I did I, yeah. I also read a story where I need to just disregard that because they don't come up anywhere else in the story. The grandfather's brothers, Bob, Doyle, and Irma. There's three of them. Okay. That I read in one story. But he, they're not mentioned at all in yeah. the entire research investigation. So I'm just going to dismiss that. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, he doesn't come, he goes in the bush, doesn't come out the bush. Mm-hmm. This is where. They always say like the first 48 hours. It's the most everything important. I've read and we've seen, we watched something on, what was it, Amazon Prime? Mm-hmm. Everybody skips to, and then it started raining. It's like, well, no, the dad did a lot of stuff. And there was In between. A bunch, bunch of people looking. Between 4.30, when yep. he first went missing, right yep. around 4.30, 4.35, and he was reported at the ranger station at 8.30 by the grandfather. Yep. So there's four hours. There's four hours... It hasn't rained. It started raining around 9 p.m. Yes. Yeah. So a lot of people skip over this and mm-hmm. be like, look, it was raining. He got washed down the river. He uh, uh, he got mixed up because of the rain. The searching got... Uh, but there's five hours between when he lost. I see yes. what you're saying. Which, which is annoying. It's like it, literally people went to like day three and like the rivers were swollen. Mm-hmm. Um, you just give uh, this... this um, you yeah, know, like impression? perception or impression that yep. that it was diff- so difficult to find them. It's like no, they they knew within five minutes, five to fifteen minutes or whatever, two sure. minutes, like you said, sure. that he was missing. Yeah, and they had the next five hours to find him. But I think the next five hours only include no, it only included to the campers a, on that site. Yes, to find because a, the Rangers didn't know until eight thirty to find a six year old. Yes, 
within a matter of minutes within from when he disappeared. Yeah, and yeah. the dad went a mile. He walked a mile in the direction he thought Dennis went, somewhere near the bush or whatever. He walked a mile that way sure, yeah. and didn't find anything, so he ended up coming back. Yeah. So it was the father, what the father did. Even if the kid had a half, even if he had a half hour head start, he could still, and who's to say he just took off on foot walking in the opposite direction of everybody else, you know what I mean? Even if he had a half hour head start, you could still catch up to him. You think so? Yes. Half an hour is a long time. Mm, a six-year-old on for, foot? Well, I think of a six-year-old's not an adult mind. It's a very he's immature not, mind that... He's not walking with purpose either. If you're walking with purpose in a certain direction, that's quick. But if you, in, you're you in the woods, there's no straight line. You're going up, you're going around. You can't walk straight. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. So a half hour in the woods is not half hour walking straight on a city block. But I also think we're saying woods when it's legitimately a national forest that's massive. Yep. So you take one small wrong turn, you can get just get lost. Yeah, yeah. I just don't. I, you don't think so? No, well, I just, when I heard just my criticism of the other podcast, I, the, the podcast and or I find it peculiar in other stories, it's just like, they jumped right to that rain scene where it was raining. Yep. And it's just like a they lot did, of... They skipped over all of the like, effort that the... Yeah, the, it's like uh, all the evidence and this got washed away and can't track them now and it's... Uh, I think the father, was it the father or the grandfather? One of very, them walked back to Russell Field. Yes. Which was the, I thought it was the, the three father. miles or 2.9 miles away. Um, they walked back to see if he ended up going back there. That was beforehand, too, before going to the ranger station. Why are you vaping? Who? You. I'm not vaping, am I? <laughs> yes, you are. Today's brought, uh, podcast is brought to you by vaping. Cuban cigar vaping? Yes, I have an iced coffee, too. Nice. I have. A, you drink your iced coffee so fast, or I drink it really slow. Cumberland we're, Farms iced coffee? We're going to edit that out. No, we're not. No, we're not. No. We're just rolling with it, honey. That's me tapping. Why, why are you making a whole bunch of noise all of a sudden? Some people just shut off the podcast. Oh, my gosh. All right, where are we and how we yep. get there? So, the boy's missing. We The only thing that I know happened between when the boy went missing to 8.30 being reported missing was that the father walked a mile away and came back, and I think the father walked back to Russell, Russell Fields and walked back. Yep. And, of course, I'm sure other people are looking around, but those are the only details that I could find. They were asking a bunch of campers, too. They were asking a bunch of people and checking with everybody. Have they to seen To see if they said yes. 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 Yep. There's a bunch of reports about that, that they, they shook out the, you know, what's you know, the saying? They, they stop people and spike. have you seen a little boy? Mm-hmm. You shake out the pockets in your pants. I pretty much did that to the campground, you know what I mean? Just... Shaking out the pockets of the campground. Yes. Okay. I had a better something, but my podcast is rusty, okay? That's fine. Don't, don't give me that look. So Clyde oh. went to Cades Cove Ranger Station and reported Dennis missing right about 8.30 p.m. And as I stated, 9 p.m., thunderstorm, rain starts. That I thought was three inches per hour, but it was like rain fell, about three inches fell in a matter of hours. So that kind of varies. Of how much rain. How bad it was, yeah. Yes, but it was supposedly a lot of rain. Mm-hmm. The picture that was painted in every single story that we listened or saw was that it was torrential downpours. It was crazy. 
So that is everything regarding leading up to him missing. So now there's a ton of information I have on the search. I mean, I can I have day by day. Okay. Which was interesting because I found an 86-page document of all police reports, all calls that they they recorded um, in regards to someone called in and gave a tip. You know, they have all that information. It's 86 pages online, and this is where I got my information when it comes to each day because it tra- it, it tells you the that. story of each thing. I mean, it's pretty lengthy. I shortened it to very specific details on each day. It had how it much, so lengthy. How many hours to helicopters? Because they had helicopters up there looking for this little boy. They had, yes. And it talks much... about how many people were there, which... Which agencies were there, how many cars they used. It had, like, information on everything. Yeah, all the volunteer groups. Yep. Like, I seen, like, the Elks or something like that was on that page. And there was a yeah. ton of information on there. It had, like, how much fuel the helicopters used. The, they had hours, how many yeah, hours yeah, were actually yeah. invested. And then they put a dollar amount to those hours. Yeah, it's crazy. Which is, like, around $50,000. And back then in 1969, that was big. I mean, there's a lot of time and, and a lot of people looking for this little boy. Yeah, they, well, they say 1,400 people are on that now. It gets up to 1,400 in the peak of the search for Dennis. So the next day, which is June 15th, 5 a.m., search crews of the Park Rangers Blunt and Sevier County Rescue Squad, um, they met up to decide with a plan at Boat Mountain Road, B-O-T-E. I don't know, Boat, 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 Mountain Road. They had a plan, 5 a.m., um, and also on June 15th, Dennis's mother, Violet, she arrived at the campsite because she wasn't there at the camping site. So she found out and had a run there. Um, 1 p.m., about 240 people were searching, including a local Boy Scouts, um, Rangers. And this is the second day first day? This is the first day. So first this is day. June 15th. Yep. Because he went missing at 4.30 p.m. on June 14th. Yep. So this is the next day at 1 p.m. They tallied up how many people were searching. It was about 240. And they also set up a 24-hour watch on Spence Field. Okay. Okay. June 16th, second day, day mm-hmm. two. They tallied up to be 300 searchers. And the National Guard came in, and American Red Cross came in on the second day. All hands on deck, man. Well, it just, there's more. It just keeps going. <laughs> um, June 17th, Army Special Forces came. Oh, special forces. Holy yes, God. which is something we can speculate about. Um, and also on June 17th, which they say is the fourth day, but to me it is the third day because he went missing, I guess, on the 14th, 15, 16, 17. So to me it's the third day, but it's referred to as a fourth day, June 17th. A child-sized footprint was found um, by Eagle Pond, I believe it was. And then also, there was false hope and confusion because another boy wandered away from his fishing trip who was wearing a red shirt named Michael Devlin. Mm-hmm. So they found him. And, of course, they had false hope. They thought it might have been Dennis, oh, and it sure. wasn't Dennis. The police, so the rangers had to go talk to the parents and say, all right, can you please have your son change his shirt because it's red. There's a boy missing. We don't want any more confusion. Yeah, yeah. So that sucks that you got a glimpse that of That does hope suck, yeah. That, there he is. I found him. Yeah. Oh. And then, nope, it's Michael. It's not Dennis. By June 18th, there is about 600 searchers. I have fog grounds aircrafts. I don't know what that means. I wrote it on my notes, but I don't know what it means. 
fog. It must be from one of those psychics. Aircrafts. So they use psychics too. They did. June 19, 700 searchers. Tennessee Highway Patrol arrived. Firefighters arrived. And Bill, the dad, used a bullhorn to call for his son from a helicopter and said, called out Dennis, Dennis, to see if they were able to say, here I am. Mm-hmm. Here I am. June 20th. It was Dennis's seventh birthday. That's horrible. He turned seven. Had about 780 people. And then on June 21st, it peaked at about 1,400 people. Psychic Gene Dixon arrived. Um, he actually dug up the tree there, too, didn't he? He dug the up dad, the bush. Yeah. He did. He did. He took the bush. What did he do with the bush, though? He just dug it up. To see if his kid was there? Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I remember hearing about him digging it up, but I didn't I didn't know the motive behind it. Was it, like, something he wanted to take with him because it reminded him of his son? Was it because he was looking for his son to see if he was there? I don't. I wasn't sure the the driving reason behind that. But by June 21st, the rangers and the police said, please, no more volunteers. We have way too many volunteers. And that's where we get into the picture that's painted by media or by newspaper things is that there was too many people there. They couldn't contain contain the area. It got muddied. There was footprints everywhere. And it just was very sloppy investigation because... More people, more people, and more people came. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it was 1969. It was the largest, well, the largest search in, in Tennessee history. Sounds like it. Um, but they asked for no more volunteers. There was flash floods overnight um, on a couple of the nights. In between uh, when he went missing in the 19th? The 22nd, yeah. The 22nd. Their search spanned roughly 56 square miles is what they searched. And found nothing. nothing. Well, they did find the shoe print. Yeah, but they didn't know if that belonged to Dennis. They, I guess they said there was no kids in the search party, so that was kind of ruled out. But I also know that the Boy Scouts, to me, when I hear Boy Scouts helped search, there's boys part of it. Yep, Yep. That just makes like pieces together. So when I hear there were no children or no kids supporting with the search, but then I hear Boy Scouts, it's like, well, Boy Scouts adults? Adults? I don't know. It just was interesting to me. The bigger kids, not the, not the weebles. Not the weebles. Okay. It's weebos. Weebos. I believe. Weebles. Um, and by the June 23rd to the 25th, so a span of three days, it just starts to dwindle. Um, special forces leave. National Guards leave. The FBI showed up too, didn't they? Yep. Well, we'll get into what agencies actually were part of this search. Because oh. it's just odd, some of the agencies that actually came to partake in the search. Okay. Um, let's see, June 25th, the Martin family goes home. They went back to Knoxville. So that was, what, 11 days after. Um, as it started to dwindle, people started to leave. There was nothing found. I know I was reading somewhere where... The dad gave the search dogs that were brought in. So the dad gave the police like Dennis's clothes and stuff to send to to go around and mm-hmm. see if they could find him. Um, and nothing. They didn't find anything. June 29th, the search is suspended. But small groups continue. Very small, limited groups continue for several months because it actually ends up being um, closed on September 11th, 1969. The search is officially closed. 
So as part of that search, we have the FBI because they, they went down the path of possible abduction. Someone kidnapped him. Yeah. Right. There's the park <clears throat> rangers, National Guard, volunteers, Red Cross. There was psychics, as you said, bloodhounds, search dogs, um, and Green Berets. That's nuts. But what I found interesting was the fact that these agencies didn't work together. They worked separately as they had, as I heard, they, they had their own agendas. Yeah, that was what, um, on a few. A few of the... the a few places we found sources information that on this we, case. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. Like they didn't work together. There was no, like, command center or, or... But it's like, who brought in who then? Think about that. I know. I try to I try to look that up. Who Who would send... Well, the governor would send the National Guard. That's pretty much... Which, that makes sense, right? Because they need yeah. more people who are experienced and can actually maybe look for this boy. So you get the Rangers, you get the National Guard. Well, yeah, 1969 is probably different than now. Okay. The way protocol is and everything like that, the way things work. Well, there were a lot of things actually supposed, well, learned from this particular missing persons case. Um. They did green, a lot of things green wrong. Green Berets, though. In those yeah. reports, the Green Berets showed up with, uh, like, weapons. And what do the Green Berets actually do, if you think about that? I kept, I read something about unconventional warfare. That is correct. Yeah. And what does that mean? Like, in your head, when you think of Green Berets, you think of unconventional warfare. Special operations. Just doing things that the regular army doesn't do. They're not, you know... Marching in, taking cities. They're going in covert operations. Covert. Yes. Do you think this was a covert operation? Um, I don't know. Why would you think that? I just don't know why Green Berets were brought in. The more I, I looked into Green Berets, I was like, why are they there? It doesn't make sense for Green Berets to be there. And for them not... Yeah, usually if you call in, like, the National Guard or and the Army shows up or, you know... Uh, Reservists show up. They're showing up with food, water, blankets, you know what I mean? Help facilitate, you know. They don't show up with just firearms? No, that doesn't happen. Unless they're expecting to shoot something. I guess. I don't know. It seems odd. They have distinctive headgear? <laughs> I looked up Green Berets. It says, due to their distinctive service headgear, our special... Operations Force of the United States Army tasked with five primary missions. Ready? Okay. Unconventional warfare. Foreign internal defense. Special reconnaissance. That's special recon, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is Dennis somebody? considered special recon? That's collecting information. They could be collecting information. You know what I mean? Um, that could have been a special recon. Once we dive into the what happened. Right. Foreign action and counterterrorism. Do you Russian, think this was a terrorist attack? The Russians were there. Maybe. So that's what the Green Berets were tasked with. I mean, that's as of today. I'm assuming it's the same thing back in 1969. It was founded, actually, the Green Berets in 1952. So I'm sure it's evolved over friggin' decades. Yep, yep. Well, it's pretty much just, it's probably the staple. Yeah. How far, they're probably, where are they out of? Aren't they out of like Fort Bragg, North Carolina? Is that where they're out of? 
Oh. Um, so I think it's I think it's nearby. And it just could have got like the momentum of a missing child on the side of the mountain. Let's go find him. And hey, can you bring every help you can get? And then the commander's friends with somebody who get these guys in there, and they brought him in there. And they it does say here other duties include combat, search and rescue, but this is in combat. Yeah, no. no. Well, they... Counter narcotics, counter proliferation, hostage rescue, humanitarian assistance, humanitarian demining. The first time I heard that they, they were in there before we went down the rabbit hole of what they're... Yeah, like, we went down a rabbit hole, so be prepared, listeners. Yes. It was that they're local, and it's a good... Oh, op- yeah, Fort Bragg, North Carolina. That's their headquarters. Yes. They're, so it's Sorry. not So it's not far. No. So it, it could have just easily... You know how so many people showing up. It could have just kind of snowballed, got Where to We them. have to show up, too, with the Green Berets, because everyone else was showing up. Or... And they could be working on their search and rescue skills in the mountainous terrain. Like, who better to bring in? They do search and rescue. This is mountainous terrain. That's what they're trained for. And it could have just been easily somebody just passing along the word. You think so? Yeah. Like, you don't need, like, an act of Congress now. To, to, well, now you do. Back then you didn't. It could have just been easy. Billy Bob called, you know. Joe Smith <laughs> called Joe, and said, yeah, yeah. We need all we need the help, help we can get. Yep. Yep. We need some professionals up here. It's like, that sense. It was about 60, I think 60 I Green Berets that, the that arrived. Thing, when, when I seen the Green Berets showed up, I was just thinking, I didn't know that they, then we heard other, from different stories that we looked at, that they showed up with weapons. They did not cooperate with anybody. But they, they did, did show up with weapons. No, they did show up with weapons. Yes. They didn't cooperate with anybody. Yeah, they weren't working with the other agencies, but the other agencies weren't working with them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, they didn't come in because it was a, fr- okay, I need your help. We need some experienced people come up to, you know, um, Spence Field and let's let's coordinate together to see what you can do and how we can work together. That wasn't the narrative in any type of article, story, or show, or podcast that we, we listened to or watched. I figured they were just local and they were, they weren't training for something else and they weren't overseas, so. They just end up calling them. When I first heard the story. Why not just the Army, though? Why why Green Berets? Um, don't know. You mean, like, it's a certain skill set. They have a certain goal, certain mission. Like you said. That does not fit into this actual story. The search and rescue. Combat search and rescue. So I guess they have that skill set, search and rescue, whether it's combat or not. The Army doesn't do search and rescue. Um, yeah, they do. Well, convention, I mean, I conventional search and rescue. Sure. I guess. I'm trying to stay in the lighter side of it until we go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> We're already going down the rabbit hole. Why are we hole? going down the rabbit hole? Because. Well, that's what our research led us. Yes. What are the, the, we, well, we, we have to get to the, the facts. Yeah. So we have a shoe print. Things, yes. things that we know that came up during this days of looking for this child. Yep. And we also had a report. Uh, what was his name? Who? I can never think of his name. The guy who... We haven't gotten to the guy yet. Okay. The guy who was staying at Rowan Creek? Yes. Harold Key? Yes. Key, K-E-Y. Yeah. Harold Key. His family was camping near Rowan Creek, which is about five miles from Spence Field. 
Um, Harold Key was 45 years old. He was from Tennessee, and he was camping with his family. They wanted to be, see some bears, so they went to a remote area um, and decided to camp. And he saw at some point on June 14th, this is what was reported, mm-hmm. June 14th, a couple of hours after Dennis went missing. Yep. Was it Harold who actually saw? Harold actually saw something. I actually have the words written down here. Um, they heard an enormous sickening scream. Yep. And there was a rough-looking, unkept man in the forest. And the son thought it was a bear. The son thought it was a bear. Yep. The father insisted it was not a bear. Yep. Um, he just referred to him as a rough-looking, unkept man. Um, if he thought originally it was like moonshiners, I guess moonshiners live out there, and moonshiners were were normal back then. They're just yep. hanging in the woods, I guess. Um, well, you're making moonshine in the woods. What's interesting is there was I I wish I looked it up because I have conflicting information whether it was two or three miles or five miles from Spence Field, Spence Field to Rowan Creek. I have what? two or three miles, but then I also have five miles. So I, I think it's two miles. It's not far at all. It's not five. Five sounds five sounds like it's too far. For I when I for my research. But Harold Key didn't report this immediately because he didn't think anything of it. I mean, he's out in the woods camping with his family. There's a scream, he looks whatever over and there's a unkept person and he thinks it's moonshine, so he just goes on with his And there's a report of him saying that it didn't look like a it didn't move through the woods like a person. Whether that's true or is that the people on the, let's just come out and say it, the Bigfoot side of things well, or the alien side of things. Or, we're not there yet. From what I've read, that, you know, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> go, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead. No, because I wanted to say that he didn't report this yep. immediately because yep. he had no idea that yeah, a little, he didn't know, he didn't know yeah. that Dennis was missing. He, he had no clue. The Amber so, Alert didn't pop up in the cell phone. There was no, no. I was like, there's no Amber Alert, but then you said cell phone, so then I just talked. Yes. So, but when he went home after his trip, yeah. he found out that Dennis was missing and he connected to two things. Yeah. And said, all right, on that day that he went missing around this time, which was reported to be around 6.30 ish, um, the same day that Dennis was missing, he heard that scream. He saw this unkept man, so he reported it to the Rangers. And the Rangers, he, he offered. Harold Key to come to the ranger station, bring the rangers up to the actual place where he saw this thing or this person or this animal up there. And the rangers were like, no, we're just going to come to your house and take your report. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just dismissed. It just went away. And the father, Bill, he didn't know about any of this. No. But when he found out, he was not happy with the rangers because he didn't know anything about it until he, I I don't know how he found out. They said, the rangers said it was too far. He read it in the newspaper. Oh, he read it in the newspaper, yeah. and the ranger said it was too far away. The, actual, the timing didn't make sense. I seen the actual article. It was like you know, um, uh, taken away by man with fur coat or a man who looked like he was dressed in fur or something like that. Yep. That was the article, and the dad picks up the paper and like, what the hell is this? Did you guys look at this? Yeah, it's too far away, but it wasn't too far away. The guy, the dad actually made that walk, and it was only like. It came out to about an hour and a half. I mean, yeah. you have to take into consideration <laughs> the dad's legs are longer than the kid's legs. Of course. And he had a purpose. He was walking in a specific yeah, direction. Yeah, he was walking on a purpose. So the father was. Yep. So let's just say even two hours. Yes. This happened said, during the search within the, the I don't know what day. Within, I don't know what day either. specific day it was that he found out that there was a report of a scream. Yep. Um, and 
from what... Which was a few days after, right? That's when that this, Harold Key reported yes. it. Yes. Because that's when he went home. Yeah, he went home and he realized there was a boy missing. You yeah. Know? They, they probably asked him, hey, where you been? I was in the woods. Well, did you know they were missing a boy? And then he re- recalls hearing that noise, seeing that thing, and reports it, as he should. Yeah, and he reports that this shaggy moonshiner wearing a fur coat has something over his shoulder. Oh, yes, that's right. They that's saw something right. over the shoulder, but it wasn't red, so it's yeah, wasn't important. Yeah. Um, strange, strange, strange things happening in the woods. Yeah, so it was dismissed, that report. Yep. Let's talk about finding someone in the in the Smoky Mountains. Let's talk about the plane and how it took oh, them geez. 15 months to find a plane oh, that went missing. Never mind a six-year-old boy. Was it 15 months? Yes, 15 months it took for them to find the plane in the Smoky Mountains. Well, they didn't know where the plane went down. 15 months, though. Yeah, but they didn't know where the... The boy was standing in the bushes right in front of his father, not too far away. Yes. And within... Two to 15 minutes. 15 minutes is the max. Yes, like, I agree. Like, utter yeah. max of time that he was, that they re- before they started looking for him. Mm-hmm. And they knew where he was, so they went to go look for him. This plane, they had no idea if it was, over, you know. Somewhere, just somewhere th- in the Smokies? In North Carolina. They didn't know if it was in. Are you sure about that? I am positive about that. Okay. I am positive. Because you don't, if you knew exactly where it fell... It wouldn't take you 15 months to find it. They just knew a plane went missing in the Smoky Mountains, and they kind of guessed it was in the Smoky Mountains. Can't really. So it's not, you can't relate that airplane story that took 15 months to a six-year-old boy. Yes. Because you knew at what point the boy left, what time yeah, they when left. Yeah, when I hear that, that's. compare it. Yeah, like, oh, it's so thick in there. Of course you didn't find the little boy because. We didn't it, find a plane after 15 months. You couldn't find a giant plane for 15 months. It's just like, well, the plane, you just have a general area of where it is. This boy was literally, I don't even know. It doesn't even sound like he was 100 yards away from his uh, dad. Right. It sounds like he was a lot closer than that. You know what I mean? They have like an area to search. So I think just referencing the plane like, hey, look how bad it is there. That's not the same. It's just, it's it's a ridiculous comparison in my opinion. Okay. Noted. 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 So, that's the story. What story? Oh. That's the story of Dennis Martin. Oh, it is. Disappearance. I mean, we can we can talk about the theories. Yeah. I mean, so let's what talk about the theories. What do you have first? The dad? He was the last person to be with him. Was it Grandpa? When I know first heard about this Grandpa's... story by one podcast, yep. I went, I listened to this story and thought, does the family have something to do with it? Because I remember me and you talking about it after we heard that podcast. And the question was, even was even the boy there? Remember, didn't we, we talked about it. I think you asked that. Oh, I, I said that, thinking, was the boy even there? Because there's so much true crime and stuff happens. Like, did something happen to the boy? And they wanted to cover up, so this is a story they cover you up. I 14, go down my little conspiracy theory path. You have 1,400 people on that thing and you can't find them? Yes. Was he even there? Yes, yes. That's, that prompts the question. Sure, yeah, why not? And then you have the family saying, of course he was there, because they were playing the game. Mm-hmm. And to this day, no one's said anything different. Yeah. But I remember at first thinking... That. And that other family that seems random, but they don't seem like they were that they, they would all be in it together. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they're in on this like 
dad's an asshole. He beats the kids. He beat him too hard one day, and you know. True. And what have you? Or something it's like that. It's not the family, though. I just I found I do find it odd that the family is referred to as the Martin family. I mean, no matter how many reports I read, no matter how many things I watched, I could not find any details other than just Chris Martin family. The Chris Martin family. That was with them. Yep, yep. Doesn't talk about the boys, just says there's two boys. Yep. It was just a lack of information out there for me to find about that. Because I wanted to actually paint the story of, okay, here is everyone who was at that campsite that day. Yep. There was the father, the grandfather, there was Den- Dennis, there was his brother, Doug, and then who were the other people that were there? And I can't find any information other than it being Chris Martin's family and he had two sons. Yep. I just, it was just, I wanted to, I just couldn't find it, no matter how bad I dug. And it irritated me. I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, so the family involved? No. Right? Check that off. No, family's not involved? No, it doesn't sound like it. I don't know. Let's just say he... My My thing is always, who was with them last? And it's usually the simplest explanation is always the yeah is usually the majority the of cases is yes, yes who with, was with them last yeah they mm-hmm. know something or have done something yes yeah yeah correct the person who was with them in the last forty hours before the death usually knows something the person who was with them that night definitely knows fucking something mm-hmm. I don't know not in this case not, um don't know where, yeah where would he go. <laughs> There was no, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, there's no forensics back then. Well, they didn't find any blood. Well, they couldn't do forensics because they didn't, it wasn't followed. Like, if this happened today, totally different story, right? They'd tape everything off. They would just grid it, section it. They would have, there's so much more procedures and protocols now when someone goes missing. When back then, I think even if there was evidence. That sounds like a, it was a just, mess, yes, too. Yes. Just, it was just. Yeah. No one found it because it was just chaos. Yeah. And, I mean, I know the intent was to obviously find the little boy, but at the end of the day, it just was crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, in that 86-page report that I read, yeah. in the, the last few pages of that talks about, it's from, like, the regional director to the superintendent and says, all right, your report is very lengthy, excellent report. We now have identified, you know, that there's areas of improvement that we need to figure out for future cases. Oh, really? So this, yeah, so this case is actually going to help us fix our protocols, fix our processes so that we can make sure we do a better job next time. Even though it was very well documented and they did the best they could, they knew areas of improvement for this type of case, and it was documented mm-hmm. in that. In that yeah, missing child comes up different now. It, I'm, they investigate it totally different. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, like you said, Amber yeah. Alert, cell phones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's anyone perfect. in the Smoky Mountains. Well, I don't actually know the Smoky Mountains. Oh, yeah. Okay. Whole, yep. What about the theory that he wandered off? He just wandered off. That's a simple theory. How is that a theory? He wandered off. Wandered off. Yeah, and he was never seen again. He's still wandering? No. He's wandering. The elements got to him and he didn't have food. Oh, the torrential downpour took him washed him away? Yeah, there was actually one thought theory that I had when I was listening to the podcast previously. That he was... He, oh, Eagle River, when they found that footprint. I was like, he went into the river, and he's just gone now. Yeah. That, was, that was my theory. First time I heard this case, or this unsolved uh, case, that's what I was... 
He got swept away by the water, the river. Yes, I was gonna. He fell into the water. Yes, that. The theory. The weather got bad. They couldn't find him, um, and he was washed away by the river, which I don't know. I just like that first day, that first five hours. Like, how did he get so far away? Mm-hmm. And then how do you end up in the, you know what I mean? It just sounds like you have so many people looking for him in that first few hours. Unless the time is I don't to- think so many. I'm going to say probably a bullshit. dozen people. And think of how massive that fo- that forest is. So the, Twelve- ti- so the time's absolutely bullshit then, because it can't be five minutes. Like, I turned my head for five minutes and I couldn't find him. It's like, eh. It had been like, I haven't seen him all fucking afternoon for him to get that far away where you can't find him. At some point, he's going to want to come home. He's not just going to wander for fucking several hours by himself and then just be like, oh, I want to go home now. Yeah, but just because he I, wants oh, to I... go home doesn't mean he can go home. Yeah. He's lost in the in the forest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just think that if he was lost, he would have been found, is what you're you're saying. When yes. I think there's a, it's, it's it's slim, but there is a possibility where he was he wandered off and got lost, and he went in a direction that no one was able to see him in the 56 acres. That was covered. And this, so the six-year-old wandered off so far that nobody could find him. And then the torrential drown pours came, and he was just walking in the river, and it flooded and washed him down, and we still can't find him. I mean, it's pretty unrealistic, but it's yeah. a, it's it could happen. But that's just the, on a few of the stories that, like, if you listen to, like, the the narrative, the the mainstream narrative of the story is, is he got washed down the river. He had to have, and the animal took him. There's no. We're gonna cover that next. There's no like. Yes. There's no blood. Yes, animal. There's the no, next theory is no, animal. There's no clothes. There's no. You know, I mean, there's there's no signs of struggle. There's a bunch of people out there who are looking. They for found that, one for, shoe or something like that. Did they find the shoe? Or did they find a shoe print? Oh. They found a shoe print. Yeah, that's true. Just a print. And, the, and well, from what it was said, it was like one shoe on, one shoe off. Yes, correct. And that was three days later after heavy rains. You know what I mean? Yes. But the narrative is is he got washed away in the river. He got sidetracked. He got... But then that goes back into... The time makes me think is when they're like, I just looked away for a second. Every parent's going to say that. I know. I know. Even you're not you, going to say that I wasn't like, paying attention for 20 minutes. You're not going to say that. Yeah. Or you haven't seen him in an hour. Let the boys be boys. They'll play. I do that with a dog. And you can hear them yelling or something like that. And then playing in the background. You just, a little, you know, you have that timer in your head. It's just like, what's going on over there? What are they doing? You walk over. Where is he? He's in that bush. His, I don't know. No, I can totally see that being the case. But what's the purpose of, I mean, do you think he would have been labeled a bad father if he said that? Of course, yes. I I mean, I think that parents do that all the time. Yeah, I don't. You can't. Because the story, it it doesn't add up. I know. That he was gone for only a few minutes and then. You you couldn't find him anywhere. You couldn't find him anywhere. It doesn't add up. I like don't if care. you do the the circumference People, or whatever of how far he could have gotten. And then to and then to to add support this story, you say you can't find a plane in that place. Okay. And then there was heavy rains. Oh, the next day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's to like to support this story of him being taken away. It's full of animals in there. Yeah, but you'd see something. You know what I mean? It's it's 
the 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 common thing is he wandered off, got taken by an animal. He wandered off, got washed down by the river. Mm-hmm. It's you still haven't found the body. No body, no bones, um, no piece of clothing, the, no nothing. If you go by the timeline, mm-hmm. the time it's he, he can't. He, there's no way he could have gotten away. Mm-hmm. But then the plane, you can't find a plane. You can't. How are you gonna find the little boy? It's like they knew where he was. If the story is correct from the beginning, if you start the story, you know what I mean. Everything's exponential. I mean, everything starts with the story that the father it can, tells. Yeah, it can as snowball to, out of control. Yeah. everything's exponential. If you say five minutes, but it's really been an hour. Yes, it's, it's a completely different story. It's different. People are searching in the different location. You know what I mean? Yeah. You get an hour, you know, or you look. Well, they didn't know that until three days later. Even if they did take that that story seriously about seeing um, a moonshiner slash maybe. Like we've seen on some things, Bigfoot or something like that. Mm-hmm. Even if you took that seriously, three days later, if they brought him back, if that guy brought him back to that the, place? the Rangers, yep. like, I seen it here. Yeah. Is that going to solve it? Well, the father went there, and the father didn't find anything, I guess, you know, that was out of the ordinary. He didn't find any, you know, clothes. The red shirt was never found. And they, they actually went to say, I think the dad now, his story was, is he left the park. Which is not unreasonable because there's no sign of him. Correct. But like, in order to parents, leave the park, is he going to leave the park by himself? No. No, he didn't leave the park by himself. Because then that's another theory. Was he abducted? No, no this, I don't think he did anything by himself. There was something that's, yeah, this. He so help. he didn't wander off by himself and no. just disappeared or died. No, there was something happen. or someone else that yes. had a had played in that played a part in it. Yeah. There was a theory of human predators in the forest, knowing that families go there and they don't keep their eye on the kids constantly all the time. But I mean, that's such a large area. The thought and but I mean, it's happened before. It has happened before. Where the chances are slim to none of these things happening at the same time it happens. Like when someone disappears and, you know, the time that they pass by someone who passed by and it was like exactly the same time. It was just wrong place, wrong time. I mean, is it, what are the, what's the likelihood of him being abducted in the Smoky Mountains? Wow, someone, would someone have seen him? I mean, obviously he's taking a boy where... Well, someone totally could have said, I'm going to bring you back to your parents. There was a report that somebody seen him in uh, in town with another boy. Remember yeah. you heard that, heard that story? I think that was in one of the videos. Somebody sworn that was him in town in a car. Oh, yeah, a, yeah, yes. Boy. yes. Yeah, that was a, um, yes. I forget the timeline of that. But that was, that was days later. Maybe even months later, because that was um, a call made to the police station, and they recorded that call. That call, they documented it, and that was the story that the woman told, and said she was positive that it was her, and that it was in a white car. And yeah. Let's talk about the white car theory, because at some point, oh, it wasn't very car. clear where the white car came into play. Yeah, because we heard a podcast that mentioned that the white car was connected to Harold Key. Yeah, that he said he saw. Someone grab the kid and get in a white car. Well, we can't find any evidence backing that up. No. What I can find is that call that you just mentioned, that a woman called the police station and recorded the fact that she saw him in town in the back of a car with another boy, and that was a white car. So I feel like at some point that white car 
it muddied the water and somehow it got connected to Harold Key, when I don't think is is the case because it's legit police record of the call is documented in that 86-page document. Did he have his red shirt on? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I didn't find that either. There was just, it's just, there was a report and I've read that is, yeah, that this woman made a phone call saying that she's seen him. How she know who he is, though? Because it was pictures? a while after. Yeah, she said she saw his pictures everywhere. Like, he was, it was posted all over the, yep. all over the place. I was going to pull up to see if I can pull up that page report, but, um, okay. So those are some theories. Then we get into the unconventional theories In unconventional theories. There was one mentioned about backwoods people yep. who lived in the woods, which got me looking into something new, which was narrative fidelity. Yes, fidelity yes. narrative. Fidelity narrative? Yes. Is that how you say that? I or believe so. Other, did I say it backwards? Which was very interesting to me the more you looked into it and we talked about it. Because... Are you going to pull it up to talk about it? No. You're not going to say what fidelity narrative is? Because I think we should actually cover it. I think it. it's narrative fidelity. Because the way you're saying it is this might be backwards. Narrative fidelity. Yes, you are correct. Well, surprise, so, surprise. Well, yeah, so we've seen it. We, 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 in our research, we came across a video that we watched. And that was brought up. And it, it was, was it up. was the whole, I mean, it was down the Bigfoot path of where this came up. But if you think about the actual term narrative fidelity and read into what that is, yep. I'm a true believer in that. Yes, because people are only accepted. They're only going to accept what, what they've they seen or experienced. What they can comprehend. Yes, yes, comprehend. So narrative fidelity is the degree to which a story fits into the observer's ex- oh, my phone went dark. Observer's experience with other accounts. How the experience of the story rings true with past stories that yep. they know to be true in their lives. Stories with fidelity may influence their beliefs and values. So. What are they talking about? Oh, so I started going down that path. And I started saying, all right, no one believes in Bigfoot because it doesn't fit. Because what's-the-name told a story. He was later asked by a reporter. What's his name? Um, I can't, I'm bad with names. The guy who, Key? Harold Key. Yes, Key. Key. He was asked by a reporter later, years later, how come you didn't tell, like, say, like, you know, really pushed towards, you know, this is what I've seen. He's like, nobody would have believed me. Correct. And he told the newspaper. The newspaper's like, we're not gonna. We no, can't print. It would have no. been a tabloid. I remember yeah, them saying yes. that it would have been a tabloid. We couldn't. We couldn't publish that. We couldn't publish that. We lose our credibility. Yeah, we lose our credibility. We can't publish what you said you've seen. And it, it seems like he's. What he saw is, is you know, is what he saw. The whole thing with the bear. Yeah. In what he yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but going back to narrative fidelity. Yep. That's. Yeah, it seems like the story. This it's the the narrative is boy wandered off, fell into river, washed away, nothing to see here, move along. Right. Yep. Um, but if I'm not exposed to Bigfoot, and yep. I've been told my entire life it's a myth. that Bigfoot is a myth, yep. I'm gonna reject anything that someone says or sees or shares. Yeah. My brain's gonna reject that. That's why. Because so- that's what I was taught. 
And a side note, that's yeah. why it's so hard for globe heads to realize the world is flat. <laughs> yes. Because they've been told since a, you know since a young age that the Earth is round. It's round. Right. It's round. Of course it is. Here's pictures from space. Look. Really? That's a picture from space? Where'd you get that picture from? Oh, from the satellite. I mean, we can go down a more rabbit hole because then even talk about space, even talk about the universe. Yeah, but globe heads are so funny because if you really look at it, it's flat, man. That's an opinion. It is so... F- no, oh, it's an opinion now. Yes. But they taught us that. They taught everybody that, that the world is flat and that there's Santa Claus and Easter bunnies. and. Stuff. I mean, think of All Santa Claus. Stuff. Think yeah. of Santa Claus of growing up your entire life. You were told Santa Claus is real and that was your reality. There's billions because of kids that's what that you were believe. Told. Yes, that's Santa Claus. And it was real. pretended to be real and that's it. That was your, re- yes. Yeah, it, was it was totally real. real to you. Yeah. I mean, you can take that scenario and apply it to anything. You can, and again, apply it to space. That one time, I went to, we went to the Museum of Science in Boston, and we sat in that, the, I forget the, not the planetarium, but the Omni Theater or something we sat in, and it was, showed us Earth, and then it just kept getting wider and wider and wider and wider and wider, and to the point where it was like, above me, my entire room we were in we was the universe and it's like you're trying to tell me how massive this universe that you told me exists yep. how big it is and there's nothing else out there but just us humans on a tiny little speck planet earth yeah they i made, mean that kind of opened my eyes just that thought of how massive the universe is if there's even a universe you can get into a little like yeah it's rabbit all, hole yeah it's just questioning it's, everything that you've been taught and it's just taught adam and eve how do we know Adam and Eve? Why is Adam and Eve even true, but Bigfoot can't be true? Yeah. I mean, that's what we were taught. Yeah. Two people, Adam and Eve. Well, the first people dep- on... That's a religion. It's a yeah, religion. but it's still a belief. That's a belief that was instilled and shared with you as you were growing up as a Catholic. Yeah. That's part of... That's... Do you know Rockefeller made up the term uh, fossil fuel to no. make it sound rare? Do you think people shut our podcast off because we're going down a little rabbit hole? Well, a really I think big rabbit. I think people are tuning in. I think people are waking up every day that this is, whole thing is bullshit. Everything around us, you yeah. only believe what. But you know that Rocke- Rockefeller created the term fossil fuel. Fossil fuel means that it's rare, so it's there's not a lot of it in the ground. I'm talking about getting oil mm-hmm. out of the ground, and oil from saying that dinosaurs are the uh, uh, oils from dinosaurs is total absolute bullshit too. People need to look that up. You lost me. Huh? What? You oh. lost me. Oh, I'm just going you... down to the narrative fidelity. Things that people are told. Told that oil is is came from dinosaurs. Mm, maybe. Not. I didn't know the they said that. Yes. Yeah. Oil came from dinosaurs. Yes. It's from fossils. Rockefeller made that up. I'm just talking about this. These are just no. I understand these are what you're saying. Stories, I just never just, heard that. Just like Bigfoot. Yes. You know what I mean? I get what you're saying. But everybody calls them conspiracy theories, but there really is, they're going against the narrative fidelity of what... It doesn't the, fit into my brain because I haven't been taught that or experienced it. One yeah. of those two things. I was either taught it yep. or I experienced it. That's what's real or not real to me. And people are like, well, we haven't seen him. It's like, well, have you seen the earth is really round? <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you, no, do you, you know, only believe do you, that do you because know you've seen maps. Do you, yeah, do you know there was dinosaurs? It's like people are like, well, that's bullshit, you know. There was. It's like well, fossils have been found of dinosaurs. At least that's what they tell us. There's, no, there's never been a real fossil found. They, these are all made up 
through scientists and CGI and, and whatchamacallit. There's, there's never been a complete fossil found of a dinosaur. Google it. I am. It's all used by their imagination. Like the like the dinosaur fossils that you see. Yes. In inside like the uh, uh, what's we call it inside the museum. Yeah, I go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> I know it's yeah. serious. I grab Alice by the hand. I'm like, off we go, honey. Wee. <laughs> but think of Alice in Wonderland. That's a perfect thought. It sure is. She went down the rabbit hole, and all that stuff that she experienced was real to her. Yep. That was her down the rabbit hole. Yeah, that's why people say the rabbit hole, honey. I know. Follow the white rabbit. Yeah. Anyways, all right. I mean, stop freaking people out. But if people want to look same thing with aliens, whether you believe in aliens or not. Narrative filler. We were told never that aliens don't exist. So in our brains, they don't exist. But we see shit, or people see shit. And with the internet these days, there's more unexplained things that people share. Yeah. And if our listeners could look up narrative fidelity, it's just. Just look it up. Narrative fidelity. It makes things interesting. Um, some and some of it's. I find it interesting, all these stories and the way things are, because it's just some like this whole story about you can't find him anywhere. Like just got washed away. I mean, a lot of times I think. Did like you I, say like some I, kind of evidence? Like I started of the podcast. Yeah. It's the last person they were with. Mm-hmm. And the, it's usually the simplest. The simplest explanation is always the. Not you always, know, but mostly. You know, ninety percent of the time. Mm-hmm. That's how I, I go about my daily problems or issues or anything. It's usually this. Okay, so what what is your your simplest theory that the father didn't pay attention to him? Yeah. For longer than oh, he yeah. is claiming. Yep. And that the child wandered up farther away yeah. quicker than yeah. he, than than what he is claiming. He's they're or way, said they're way outside of the, the search. And by the time they called everyone in by four thirty, you know. Well, yeah. yeah. So then everything is moved out. Like yes. just the timeline, everything yeah. of potentially where he could be, which direction he's gone in, how far he's traveled is all skewed. No, oh, yeah, it's skewed. Because the starting point wasn't necessarily accurate. Yeah, you got to start off right in something like this. In most situations, you got to start off with the right information and go the right way. If you don't, you're just you're wasting your time. What are you looking at? Looking at Chloe. Oh, she's spinning? She was for a second. She stopped. Did you kick her? No, no. We have a chihuahua. And mm-hmm. if uh, somebody says, hey, is that chihuahua spinning? If you have a chihuahua, you understand. You understand? Yes. You understand. Oh, she's going up there. She's fine. Um, so, but, okay, so he's farther away than people thought. What happened to him? What happened to him? Yes, what's your theory? Oh. It, uh, oh, in conventional? conventional theory it it doesn't add up the 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 normal theory so it would have to i mean so he didn't wander off it wasn't a family member it wasn't an animal those three conventional theories out the window i don't know do we know grandpa how how well do we know grandpa i mean i don't i don't actually didn't research the family itself was there any issues started at 4 30 when supposedly the report is the child disappeared was there a happy marriage going on here well they stayed together forever I guess in the same house too. The father and the mother. Yeah. 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 I don't, that's which is hard to do after a child disappears. Oh, which is yeah. It's yeah. pretty. We see so many cases where the pretty where, low. Yeah. Uh, percentage of people that are able to make you know through I mean? it. Yeah. 
That and and I mean, just think about that. The father was with the child. The mother was at home. Yeah. How do you get past that? Yes. That's tough. You can come back at my son. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah, that'd be <sighs> tough on me. Yeah. That's insane. I could never even imagine that. No. Um. Okay, so. So we have normal reality. He wandered off. No, no we have reality. fake reality. We have not fake reality, but alternative. Questionable reality. Or reality. I want to be, I'm a person who questions things. I, I I even say it at work, I question the status quo. If you tell me something's black and white, I have to really understand and make sure it's really black and white. Or is yeah. it a shade of gray? And yeah. why is it black and white? I don't know why it's black. Who made it? Like, I think so the biggest my brain goes. thing in this story is a Bigfoot. Because he said he basically seen a Bigfoot. Let's just say he saw a Bigfoot. Let's just say that he did. Yep. Bigfoots exist. He saw a Bigfoot that far away. Why do you connect that Dennis has to do with that Bigfoot? Um, Because he has something over his... The the timing. The timing, actually. That's the only thing that fits is this guy's timing in his story that he heard a scream. He's seen him The scream was from the... the From the the animal, yep. And he heard... And it's about an hour afterwards, right? Um... Two hours after? Yep. And that About it had something. It was moving along the brush and up the up the side of the uh, the creek, um, not like a human, mm-hmm. and it had something over its shoulder. What and if he had, yeah. Would he have a, the boy went missing, and he just seen something wandering through the woods, trying to evade him with he, something yes. over his shoulder. Well, so what if it was like... It was a rogue Bigfoot. A rogue Bigfoot. <laughs> I heard that. In the, I watched that in the video earlier. They're like the rogue Bigfoot took him. I was like, I oh, mean, it shit. is hard to say, right? Bigfoot exists in that this story because we're so. At least I'm so conditioned to say Bigfoot doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, they never S- found him on that Bigfoot show that we used to watch. No, we yeah. watched that. They used to do the knock, and they had Bobo. Bubba would always walk across the road with those big steps. Yes. What was that? That was he finding Bigfoot. He would reenact Bigfoot. being yes. a Bigfoot. <laughs> and Bubba was like a freaking Bigfoot. I swear, Bubba was like a, a domesticated Bigfoot. Like they kind of shaved him down, but he looked like a Bigfoot. Yeah. And remember, he'd take the steps. So with the steps like this, and they're like, go out there, Bubba. But he'd run across the yeah, road. Yeah, some of the stories they told was just so far-fetched. Like and they couldn't buy into the it the way they was, did things. The guy's name was uh, Nick Moneymaker. I think it was Mike Moneymaker, wasn't it? I think it was Nick Moneymaker. Yes. His, he like, went by Moneymaker. Yes. He made money name. by talking about Bigfoot. Yeah, I wonder what happened to that show. I don't know. Like, We're going Finding to... Bigfoot, that was the name Finding of the show. Finding Bigfoot, yeah. yeah. And they would knock. And they would sleep in the middle of the woods yeah. wherever people saw them. Then they would have town meetings so that people can share their stories. Yeah. They had some believable stories, but they never no, they found did. anything. They had so much equipment, too. They would have infrared. And they had, they had all, like, all the tools to find Bigfoot, but they never found Bigfoot. But did they really want to find Bigfoot? That's the question. Or was it just an entertaining show? Did they want to find him? Of course they did. Matt Moneymaker? It was Matt Moneymaker. No, because if they found Bigfoot, the show would be ended. They would, the show would end. Because it wouldn't be finding Bigfoot anymore. Yeah. They had no intention on finding Bigfoot. M- Matt Moneymaker, just his name says he's... Oh, Matt he's, Moneymaker. You yeah, just said Matt, it. Yeah, Matt Moneymaker. Yeah. I can never forget it. So I remember the first couple times I watched it, he's like, yeah, I'm Matt Moneymaker. I'm like, what did you just say? <laughs> Like, That's why I know your show is fake because yes. you're called Mad Moneymaker. Yeah, it just says it, yeah, in plain sight. We talk There's about that. There's a lot of stuff me, that happens in plain sight. Me and you sight. talk about that a lot lately. Yes. Like, look there, it's right there in plain sight. You a just lot of things are just it. right in front of you in plain sight. Yeah, you just don't you don't see it because yeah. you're not conditioned to see it. Yeah. Everything's about conditioning. Walks like a duck, quacks like a duck. It's a duck. 
So that's pretty much the... There's no aliens, right? Well, I think... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to share. I'm like, well, hold you, on. <laughs> you have to share your theory. Well, we, well not your theory. It just a conversation is. that we had this morning about aliens. Because we watch aliens, right? I'm the one that threw the alien into you did, this. You Nobody did. else did. But I think of aliens, different versions of aliens, yeah. right? We were, we're kind of taught that aliens are slender, tall, big, black-eyed beings. That's what... That's what kind of we think of as aliens. But then you see TV shows and there's aliens that are insects. And there's just a variety of anything that can fall into the alien category. So who says Bigfoot is not an alien? Well, it comes right, right back. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. All Star time. Wars. Star Wars. Chewbacca. That's my Chewbacca. That was a good Chewbacca. Yeah, that's he's in the studio now. <laughs> Did you take the little boy Chewbacca? Oh, you... <laughs> You butchered that one. Yeah, I did. Um, but no. Um, but Star Wars is aliens. I've, then is what you're saying. But back when all these Bigfoot st- sightings happened, they didn't happen like in the maybe like the 30s. You know, they really started taking off. It was like around like the 50s, 60s. So it was like Bigfoot sightings everywhere. You know what I mean? Yep. Oh, we really? Actually, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't listening to you. Bigfoot sorry. sightings kind of took off in like the 50s, 60s, and like. In like the seventies, it was huge, and uh, um, that's the same time they started doing. They, they had Star Wars. They had Chewbacca, yes, who's an alien, true. and it's like there it is in plain sight. They're showing you what an alien is. Beginning in the late nineteen seventies. The late nineteen seventies. I thought it was early seventies. Well, Big that's Ford. what it so says. There sightings. You can go Beginning back. Beginning in the late nineteen seventies. Uh, at least that's what it says according to Wikipedia. Oh, so the people seen Chewbacca, and then they started seeing him in the woods. Well, that's what I'm. I'm. I'm like, checking. what came first, Chewbacca or Bigfoot? No, that's a valid point. Like that's a, that's. <laughs> I thought I, my, from my Bigfoot research, it was back in like the '50s. People reporting back in the like the '30s now and then. But if you can go back to, if you, on well, some websites, it like the Chinese seen him two thousand years ago. The first movie was 1977? Yes. Star Wars 3? Oh, because of the way... Yeah. Yeah, but they're so going to... Yes. Wikipedia is, is... 1977. What people want to put on there is, is, is well-meaning people sometimes adding information to a website. I, well, I don't have anywhere else that's telling me when they started. When did... <laughs> When did Bigfoot sightings start to happen? Yeah, I pretty well, much that. my theory is they're aliens. Bigfoot Sasquatch. Yeah, they're, they're, that's right around the same time like Roswell happened. Bigfoots, people started seeing Bigfoot. So now you get spaceships showing up. People are like seeing weird shit in the sky. It's like, what the hell is that? And then what the hell is this? Then Roswell happened. And then people around that time, people are seeing things. Mm-hmm. In the sky, people are seeing fucking Bigfoots. I don't know if this is because of media. Like, like the TV wasn't really prevalent in the 30s and the 40s. Kind of like in the 50s, everybody kind of had a TV. The word so, big, well, let's just say, let's stop right there yeah. because the word Bigfoot was coined in the late 1950s by the media when a man discovered large footprints in a mud near a bluff creek in Northern California. Yep. So you literally just connected that yep. without even reading this article. I probably, TV, I, 1950s, yes. media. Yeah. Right here in this article. That's crazy, honey. So it could have been going on for a while, you know what I mean? But then the media started reporting it. So and then people knew more about it. Yes. It yes. reached more people. Yes. 
rather than a local town gym and down the street, mm-hmm. Pixar in the woods. Yep, that crazy gym. Yeah, yeah. It's just crazy. But, and then, so they're seeing those things. So you don't know if, uh, what's his name, Lucas, who created Star Wars, George Lucas, made Bigfoot to, uh, made it from the sightings. Like, hey, we need an alien. A Bigfoot-looking creature would be like a cool alien. Yes. And or is it just one of those things that Bigfoot really is a fucking alien? And that's interesting. It makes sense. It no, well, you're kinda. it. I think it does. Like I don't think Bigfoot's this prehistoric creature that's lived in the woods for thousands of years who su- who survived extinction. I believe that motherfucker comes on a spaceship. Um, <laughs> the character of Chewbacca was inspired by George Lucas's big hairy Alaskan Malamute, India. According to Lucas, the dog would always sit in the passenger seat of his car like a co-pilot, and people would confuse the dog for an actual person. Oh. What's a Malamute? Malamute? Alaskan Malamute? Malamute? So, so Malamute? He, Never heard of it. Uh, it's, it's, just, it's just aliens hidden in plain sight. Chewbacca is an alien. Bigfoot's are aliens. Alaska Malamute. But you know what I mean? No, it's just... Do you think it's a, it looks like a husky? Do it's you, a sled dog. Yeah, it's a sled dog. Yes. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's like an Eskimo dog, a Siberian husky. Yeah, he's part of the Illuminati. He's lying. Listen, oh my gosh! Just <laughs> no, We're not but, going down that no, road. No, I'm just. It, it, but yeah, this this mm. case it just turned upside down. No, if <laughs> we really. Yeah, we gotta finish up. I'm I'm done. I'm but, waiting. Okay, okay. For you to finish with your theories. But do you think Chewbacca? Don't ever stop me on this and then expect me to shut up in five minutes. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I know, I know. There's people like, dude, he's got so, like, uh, awesome We don't even weed. do drugs. Yeah, well, I'm not even on drugs. No, this is, this is legit sober conversation. What's that thing spitting out, though? That's a diffuser. Uh, a diffuser? Cinnamon. cinnamon. I have cinnamon essential oil in our diffuser. Okay. Do you think, oh, <laughs> are you thinking I put drugs in the diffuser? <laughs> like, so getting, maybe we're, like, psychedelic? Yeah, I'm going to get Sean lit on this one. <laughs> But, no, that's just cinnamon essential oils. But I think the standard, the narrative fidelity for Bigfoot is this ancient creature, who's a myth, mm-hmm. who survived um, evolution, who survived extinction, who lives in the woods, who hides from us. And this vast majority of these woods that are aren't, that have been unexplored. Yeah. And that Bigfoot's in there. I think I don't think that. I think they come in spaceships. Bigfoot comes in spaceships. Same thing. He's an alien. Do you think they take things and they go away in spaceships as well um i don't know what they do <laughs> I, I, I never i don't who knows what they come down here to do i think they just came to visit me like the fuck are these people doing do you think i mean if you think about it oh god we need to stop this because then i think of the, how many different kinds of aliens there could be sure what if there's hairy bigfoot aliens what if there's the long tall big-eyed remember, aliens yeah. i mean there's a variety of aliens from any remember any men place in black there. Men yeah, in black. <laughs> yeah. Thing the fucking that they had all those different types of aliens. Yeah, who yeah. say? Who says that's not true? Who? Who uh, says it? Um, the books that we read. Yes, the history books that we read. History books. Yeah, the, yeah. Whatever's in a book that was written by man, yep. however long ago, yep. that's fact. There you go, honey. Now and go. if they tell us that that's fiction, and we want to talk about fiction, fake stuff. That story right there is fiction. But what I'm saying in this book, that's real. Yeah, that's yeah, nonfiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. It is. It makes sense. If you start to open up your mind and think 
think about things like that. If you say what if. Yes. And but you get and a you question. Don't just take... You get a question. Yeah, where this all this information comes from too, like like the history books and or the media has a fucking narrative about everything. There's a story that our government wants to tell you the way things happened, and this is history books. History books are you know it's just. Man, it's, it's someone written, written by, by somebody. Yeah. And there's a narrative by our by. And whoever. There's there's an agenda or an intent behind it. Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's let's enough. I think our listeners might have had enough of our conspiracy theories. No, I think case. we're gonna get. We started mo- really get... strong with Did... the Dennis Martin, and I mean we're weird people. I love conspiracy theories. I believe in stuff that a lot of people probably don't believe in, but we just we just crossed the line of true crime and conspiracy theories in this episode. Yeah. Well, it, it, it happened in other people's... Because the sighting. The sighting of the Bigfoot in the woods. Yeah. And this Bigfoot people like, you got taken by a rogue Bigfoot. What if you I, take, I that out of the, take that out of the scenario? Yep. Like, remove that sighting from everything. That never happened. It didn't exist. Well, he goes... He gets lumped into that weird thing that just... Keeps me up and keeps my brain wondering, like, what's her name on New Hampshire? Maura Murray. Maura Murray just vanished. Without a freaking trace. I don't know. There's, those things just drive me nuts because I need an explanation. I know. And there wasn't you even a Bigfoot kind of... in her case. Yeah, so your brain, based on what you believe, is going down the path of Bigfoot. Yeah, when there's absolutely this zero evidence, yes. like, and it's just like they just vanished, it just drives me nuts because I'm always, like, I drive home from work and I just... I think of Mara Murray, and I like I beat myself up. And I'm like, what could possibly happen? Like, and I and I, and I, I can turn Bigfoot into aliens. You know what yes. I mean? Like, I have an imagination where <laughs> yes. anything could have happened to them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, yeah. They they could have fell off the flat Earth for Christ's sake. <laughs> you know I, mean? I got an imagination, but I can't. I hate it when I can't. Put them into any kind of realm of my world where the, how they went missing. Well, Mara Murray. I, I mean, I have my own theory, and yeah. it goes back to the simplest is usually what really happened, who yes. saw him last. Yep. That's my belief when it comes to Mara Murray. Yep. Even though it can't be proven, even though people like, no, the cops aren't corrupt or whatever. I don't know why or what happened, but but that's what I'm leaning towards, is that something happened with people of that police thing and... I don't know. I don't know who, what, or I when. I think they know what happened. I don't know if it was them involved, but I'm pretty sure they knew what happened. They know. Well, it they, goes. Yeah. So whether they did something they or they know what happened to her, they know. They it, it's hush hush. Nothing's they happening. Know. We're not saying they, anything. Yeah, that's know. that's my belief of what happened with Mara Murray. We'll probably never know what actually happened. We'll never know. But it's it's definitely at least for me it's definitely the last person. I want to know, but I'm convinced we'll never know. Yeah. I really, really, really believed that we were going to find something yes. in that house. Yeah. When the father re- requested to have the basement the, dug up, yeah. I would have bet money on that, that they would have found something. And I was pretty pumped up about that. And nothing. It just yeah. went away. Nothing yeah. was found. So yeah. disappointing. That's why I love conspiracy theory. I just love it because yeah. it's, it's like different than the norm. That's why it's, I like it's, it. It's in its real life. Yes. It's, yeah. And you want to get closure. I mean, honestly, that would have been, I mean, it wouldn't have been great, but it would have been great, right? But he's in that same case with Mara Murray. He is. I mean, he's just, it's just. Those are the cases we love. Just bam, just gone. Yeah. Brian Schaefer. Yes. Gone. Out of the bar. 
No. Just yeah. never. Well, actually, maybe not gone out of the bar. Just disappeared. Went yeah. in, never came out. It just drives me nuts. Those cases are just crazy. No Bigfoot sightings there, huh? No. 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 <laughs> no. Fucking crazy. Yeah, it is. Crazy world. Anyways, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, make sure you check us out. I'm going to post that link to the 86-page document um, on our website, criticalonions.com. So make sure you check that out. Um, you can find us on Instagram, Critical Onions, Facebook, Critical Onions, Two S's, which I need to start doing this at the beginning of the podcast. Okay. Because what if people don't listen to the end? I want them to be able to know where they can find us. Okay. I would like some, I would love ratings. Yep. So if you enjoy our show, check us out on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and maybe we'll give you a shout out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know? we haven't done shadows in a while. Does anybody listen to us anymore? Yeah, we have a good number. Our numbers are rising, honey. That's good. It That's is good. very good. Very good. One of our hottest, we hottest have swag too. One That's of the awesome. hottest episodes right now that yep. is just climbing through the roof of yep. what we made yep. was um, Conrad Roy, the death of Conrad Roy, that gets listeners. They tune into that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. I don't know if the link's posted somewhere. I don't know if people just telling people, but that number just keeps climbing and climbing and climbing. That one episode. Yeah. yeah. It's very Maybe interesting. we should do a part two. No, we have a part two, but part two wasn't as good as part one. Oh. That part one, everyone's listening to. Okay. Um, but we can always do a follow-up because we didn't really cover the case too much or what happened with Michelle Carter. But. Okay. Yeah, this case is kind of... That was a newer case, too. We're mm-hmm. talking about a 50-year-old case. Maybe we have to look into doing something, uh, things more recent that I are like in the headlines. Cases. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. And if you're out there and you're listening and, and you're like, okay, these people are idiots talking about Bigfoot. But if you have a friend who's into conspiracy theories and or alternative ne- uh, anti-narrative fidelity... <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't even know how to sell that. I just learned that today, but I'm going down that rabbit hole, too. If you think outside the box and don't yeah. just listen to, Tell a quote, friend, unquote, man. the man. Yes. The man? Tell a stranger. The person. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. All right. All right. Bye, everyone. Peace.